Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. I want to welcome to the program, Mr. Ernest Owens. Ernest, welcome to Evening Words. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure. Now, you didn't know um, when you texted me like, hey, you when you texted me, you're like, hey, you know, I'll, I'll come on anytime. You didn't know I was going to be in your inbox today. Like, <laughs> No, you picked a lucky day because, I mean, today was just a really chill Wednesday as mm-hmm. I gear up for City Council Live tomorrow at 10 a.m. Yes, tune in to City Council in Live. Tune in to City Council Live, and 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 Ernest, I, I I didn't ask you to come on and talk about City Council. I know that I know that's 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 your beat uh, right now, yeah. but I I I wanted to talk to you about restaurants and eating in Philadelphia because you're one of the great writers in the city about that. But also, mm-hmm. you know, and you you've known this for a long time, but the Inquirer did a piece that kind of did a what I like about the Inquirer Ooh. piece. It, don't don't worry about it. Uh, a Philadelphia okay. newspaper did a piece that that basically does a longitudinal study of the mentions of Philadelphia restaurants across different magazines and different awards, so on and so forth. And again, something you've probably already known, but I want to I want you to share with our listeners how you've seen it develop, especially over the last couple of years. Philly's ranked like number three in terms of like cities talked about as good places to eat, restaurants getting awards, chefs getting awards. I know we don't have a Michelin here, but when you just look at mm-hmm. it in aggregate over time, Philadelphia is one of the great cities in the country and thereby in some ways in the world for 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 restaurants and and, and for eating. But you've been covering this for a while, so I wanted you to reflect a little bit on it, on that and what you've seen over the last last couple of years or so. And then obviously I'm going to ask you for a couple of recommendations, but go ahead. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think for starters, part of the reason why is because there has been a consistency with the restaurants in the city. I feel like a lot of other cities in the country will continuously get on trend. You know, they'll, 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 they'll see a trend and everybody just runs and adapts it. Hmm. Philadelphia is a little different. We are a stubborn city. Um, you know, what we like is what we like, what we don't is what we don't. And if it's, if it's not broke, you know, you don't have to fix it. Mm. And so we are very hard headed in a good way when it comes to the food we like. You know, we are, you know, people in the sea love Italian food. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like it's, it's, it's thrust upon you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we love, you know, new American cuisine because a lot of people don't want to get too experimental. This is a city that interesting enough doesn't like to be super experimental with his food. Mm. It's kind of like this interesting thing where we have elevated high end cuisine, but a lot of it is very um, in categories, right? You can go the, the very fine steak, steak seafood route. Mm -hmm. You can go, you know, um, Italian route. Um, You know, there is some Asian cuisine, like Thai food places and things like that. Mm -hmm. But we're very um, customary with our things and food. We don't really do too many, you know, bells and whistles when it comes to weird things. Mm -hmm. Like you're not going to find too many restaurants that's going to just sell, you know, black squid ink pasta with some random boar head and things. It's going to be very you know, to the beat of the city. And so I think because people have gotten the space to perfect what they're good at doing and people are staying in their lane, people have come to admire them. Like when you think about like Steven Starr, 
He has like what I call the Walt Disney World of restaurants, right? He's got Budokan, it has this theme park energy. Mm-hmm. He has, you know, um, restaurants like, you know, he has restaurants like Budokan. He has restaurants like, you know, um, The Love. Mm-hmm. He has just so many of these traditional restaurants that are very much has themes. Mm-hmm. And when you go there, you get it all out. Like Park is very French. There's no hiding. <laughs> That's right. Right. It's very French. If you're not feeling French, don't go. That's what makes, I think, Philadelphia unique compared to a lot of these cities that are just throwing stuff on the wall and hoping it's going to stick. Mm-hmm. So restaurants that that stay in their lane don't try to do too much. And stubborn restaurants are is, is part of what you see in here. Right. Yeah. Like the popular, when you ask people what their favorite restaurants in the city is, a lot of them are really strict to the core. They do what they do well. Mm-hmm. So if you pick someone who says an Italian restaurant, it means iconic Italian restaurants in Philadelphia, they're strictly Italian. They're not trying to mix and match and do fusions and stuff. They're kind of <laughs> like, look, you come in here for pasta, you come in here for chicken parmesan, you come here for veal. Okay, we're not going to infuse it with nothing else. We don't do too much of that mixing, right. I feel like, in Philadelphia's food scene. See, I, li- I like what? this insight a lot, Ernest. I didn't want to interrupt you, but I like this insight a lot but because, yeah. like, I don't know if, if, if we could talk about what's the best place to get a sandwich, but, like, if you go into a if you go into a, a Philadelphia cheesesteak shop in South Philly somewhere and try to get, like, a chicken cheesesteak, they'll look at you like you're crazy. Exactly. Right? And so that kind of stubbornness is what I'm hearing you talk about in terms of some of the other restaurants. Like, this is what we do. This is how we do it. Sit down and get served. That's right. And that's what I think, you know, I I mean, I look, I'm, I grew up in big, hot restaurant cities. I was born in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Houston, Texas, which I consider the food capital of the South is Houston. You know, there's really o- o- that- over New Orleans. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And I told somebody the other day because respect to New Orleans. Right. But New Orleans do what they do really, really well. Right. But they don't really branch out beyond that. Like right. Cajun, Houston is more versatile. Got, yeah. I oh, got we you. got seafood by the ocean. We got Tex-Mex. We got the cattle with the steaks. <laughs> we got good Mexican food. We got Nigerian scene. Like, you you know, you don't have to go anywhere outside of Houston mm-hmm. to get your full cultural experience. I mm-hmm. was there for the holidays with my family. And I was sitting here looking like, see, Philly, man. I mean, Philly's Philly, I would say, is up there on the East Coast because we do have a lot of variety in Philly as well. But mm-hmm. I feel like Houston just, we just take it to another level. Like Philly don't really have a good Mexican food scene. There's a couple of spots. There's a couple. We don't really do it that well here. All these corny taco spots, but <laughs> we do Italian well. Yes. We do a good Indian buffet. It, 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 it's Yes. I, and some, there's some pretty Indian good buffet. steakhouse. There's some pretty good steakhouses around here too. Pretty good. We had a couple bad ones. There's some Chinese. <laughs> like, there's a couple of good steakhouses here. So, so, so I, and I don't, I I don't want to, you know, put you out there as like the food critic, but like, do, when, do restaurants, when they see you coming, are they like scared when you're coming in? I mean, what, I mean, obviously everybody knows now, you know, you, you're, you write for Eater and we, you talk about it. I'm the editor. Yeah, I'm editor in Philly. Yeah. Um, It is a Keith Lee effect, you know, but better because I'm actually know what I'm talking about and I'm not just eating junk food. Um, (laughs) I think there was you some know, shots it, fired it, there. There was this. It's just, called range. Okay. It's called range, okay. man. Like, should okay. be over here having me in the same conversation as Keith Lee. Could you imagine? Like, he do what he do on TikTok, but like, I actually, you know, everything on my mouth isn't. This is hidden. I got to use other words and adjectives to describe the food, right? 
But I mean, if you're just eating a burger, you know, that's all you could say, right? This the question I like, asked you, Mr. Ernest Owens, is do they, when they see you coming, are they shook? Like, are they, what, what's yes. that? Okay. Oh, okay. oh, yes, absolutely. They are very much, you know, it's a different energy because you can't come, like with me, it's like, I judge a restaurant on various things outside of the food alone. The food could be great. Man. But as a black man going in that restaurant, if I don't feel comfortable, mm. I don't feel like the service mm. together, mm. that can change how I feel about a restaurant. Mm. I have been places where the food was good, but the service was bad. Wow. And people forget that. See, that's what you can't do when you're on TikTok. If you eat the food and in your car <laughs> and you're telling people to go eat the food, they'll go. But what if they go to sit down because they can't sneak in and do the little detective <laughs> stuff? What if they want to sit down and eat? Right. And the service is bad, right? And right. I'm not talking about no takeout situation. I'm talking about, you know, you wait in 20, 30 minutes. And this is not a brand new restaurant. Right. See, I have, I have a parameter of how I judge this, right? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to a new restaurant, it's all about patience. People are trying to fill it out. I tell people, for, for me, I really don't go to new restaurants and judge them the first 90 days. Wow. And that's what, because you want to give them time to set up and settle in and figure out the... Yeah, okay. they got to they iron out their kinks. They got to figure out their flow. You know, you wouldn't tell people to judge your house the first week you move in. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. you. So I wouldn't boxes. judge a restaurant like that, right? Mm-hmm. You want to get your, you know, make sure the paint dry everything together. And there are some restaurants that have, uh, have hit me up and they will want me to come. I'm like, no, you don't want me to come right now. No, you don't. But Ernest, the reason I'm why is because I know, but sometimes huh? they need the early, they need the early attention to get and, the and momentum. So what I do is I announce the opening. Okay. Okay. So what I have done, my rule of thumb, how I've done it is I will come, I will go to a grand opening. I will just check it out to get the feel. I will tell people, Hey, these are some new restaurants every, every month in Philly, uh, in either Philly, we do what is called the hottest new restaurants, mm-hmm. right? So I kind of tell people what's the new hot, buzzy spots that's coming based on word of mouth. But then about 90 days, mm-hmm. I will come back, try to try the food. And then if I really like it, I will consider it for being on some lists that I might be doing. So like, let's say I'll do, you know, these are the best you know, steakhouses in Philly. These are the best places to get tacos or mm-hmm. this is the best places to get pasta. If your restaurant is a pasta place and I need to update my list and your pipe, your place is really good, it might get included on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's a, there's a, there's a methodology, there's a methodology I do. I think the issue with influencers and other people that's in this food critique space is that when I see people judging a restaurant hard, and that's why food journalism matter because they don't know the, they don't know the etiquette of a restaurant. Like if you look at some real food critics outside of myself in this city or people that's out here doing this work, you notice they wait a little bit before they review the food. Right. Even your favorite movie, music critics was never out here giving reviews the day of. Right. You got to sit with the music. You know, that's my You, you have to sit, sit with it, with it a I little bit. I got to sit the meal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to sit, you know, with food. You know, if, you know, did I get an itis? <laughs> Am I still thinking about this dessert, you know, a week later? What was something on that menu? I'm still, there's a place I went to recently and I'm still thinking about something I ate there. Okay. That has a last impact. That yes. Okay. So we, I, I need you to name some names here. All right. We got. We got. Yes. We got to name, well, name some names. I'll name some names. You know, and mind. we're not promoting anybody. We're, you are for food or restaurants. So I don't mind. I, we're not promoting anybody. You're an expert in the space. You write about it. You're a journalist. I'm just asking you. Like you mentioned, 
you know, steakhouses or Italian or Mexican? What are some of the, you don't have to say top places, but what are some of the places in Philadelphia that you've been to that you might go back to across some of the different uh, yeah, cuisine I, categories? This place has made me spin the block. I will say Alpen Rose is definitely a great steakhouse if you're trying to avoid chains. You know, no shade to my chain restaurant. I'm always know? trying to avoid mm-hmm. chains. Come on, Ernest. We don't want to mention any chains on this on this list. I'm not mentioning okay. them. That's what I'm saying. If you're okay. trying to avoid chains, okay. go to Alpen Rose. It's yeah. a really great steakhouse. And they are one of the few restaurants in Philadelphia that do beef wellington. Mm. And that is hard mm. to find beef wellington in this city. <laughs> they are one of the few restaurants that do beef wellington. And they do a well. Mm. Um, it's in um, Midtown Village. It's a Michael Sholston restaurant. It's in Center City, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael Sholston has a, is a restauranter. Um, he owns a bunch of different restaurants. He owns Sandpan, Giuseppe and Sons. I love what Sandpan. Oh, yeah. Harp mm-hmm. and Crown. Mm-hmm. He got a. He got the. He got some restaurants, but but um, Alpen Rose is is one of my favorite steakhouses in the city. If you're trying to avoid what I call Steakhouse Row, which you know it's in the city, they all next to each other. Yeah, yeah, surf. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. You know, like very yeah. gang turks, you know. <laughs> um, other restaurants I like, I like Black owned, right? Mm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday won the James Beard Award for most outstanding restaurant, which is like the best picture of food Oscars last year. Mm-hmm. It's owned by a black man, Chad Williams. It's called, wait, wait, it's alone. called Friday, Saturday, Sunday? It's called Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's in Ridden House. Wow. Okay. And, right. and, and, and and for people who are listening to the show who, who've been around the game, this restaurant, this restaurant has been around for 42 years. But about 12 years ago, he purchased it from the owners who owned it since the 70s. Mm. And so a black man took over this Ridden House restaurant, reinvented it with his wife, and turned it into a, a, a nationally acclaimed, world-renowned restaurant. He's the reason, partially, mm-hmm. why we're seeing this boom in awards. Because he done won a lot of restaurant awards across really? the country. Really? Wow. And it's there. What's the, cuisine? What's the with, cuisine? What's the cuisine at Friday, Saturday? Oh, a new American. You know, okay. they stick, you know, we don't, you know, we don't do too much in our <laughs> Yeah, yeah we, stay, we stay in our lane. We stay in our lane. Yeah. Seafood and oysters. You know, we yeah. don't, you know, we're not trying to do too much. But he he elevates. He's elegant. He has a great tasting menu. I love tasting menus. Two mm-hmm. things that I think Philadelphia does well that's unique is we got BYOBs. Yep. And we have great tasting menus. And BYOBs Person, are just imminently more affordable than restaurants that are not BYOBs. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. But also what I will add too is that with Philly, we have a lot of restaurants that do tasting menus. Mm-hmm. And when I was in college and I was trying to go out to eat. So for people to understand tasting menus, it's basically restaurant week, but 365. Right. Meaning you get in there, they're going to put a price and you're going to get multiple courses right. and, you know, you can budget. So when I was in college, I, I used to always prefer to go to two restaurants that had tasting menus because I can mentally budget. And if I can get a tasting menu that was BYOB, chef's kiss, because mm-hmm. I didn't have to worry about liquor. I just knew, OK, it's a hundred dollar tasting menu. If I'm on a date, you know, I can, you know, do the math and mm-hmm. math is going to math and I don't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Bring a bottle of wine. I'm chilling. That is a very Philly unique thing. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of restaurants outside. And that's also because of our state and its darn liquor license. It's so hard for a restaurant to get a liquor license. That's right. In the Commonwealth, it that, ain't easy. Right. It's a blessing in disguise. It's the one blessing in disguise because for us as consumers, it's a good thing for us. But for restaurants, you know, they don't like it because when you get a liquor license, you have a bar 
sometimes the bar is better than the food. In terms of sometimes making money, a lot of times, a lot of times it is. Yeah, that, that's, that's, like that's, that's the truth. And then lastly, I would say um, this this man just got nominated for a James Beard Award. He's a, well, he's a semifinalist for a James Beard Award. Mm-hmm. And that's Omar Tate, Black-owned restaurant. Him and his wife own a restaurant. Um, it's not really a restaurant. It's like a cafe. It's called Honeysuckle Provisions. Mm. And it's right around 48th and Spruce. Very small, Afrocentric um, shop. Um, sells really great hoagies. Again, sticking to what people know. <laughs> but they have Haitian roots. Mm. So they got a plantain cake, spiced cake that is re- remarkable. Wow. And on Fridays, they do a um, fried fish hoagie sandwich. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm still thinking about that hoagie and I had it on Friday. Like, that's how you get on the, that's how you get my pick. If I'm still thinking about you. Right. That is, no. that is beautiful. Now, now listen, Ernest, I mean, it's is restaurant week next week. Is it, it's coming up, right? Oh, it's now. It just it's started right on Sunday. Okay. The snow day got people a little confused. Okay. But it is, it, it just started on Sunday and it's going to continue until the end of next week. That's right. So, so you got all this week coming up. I put a list of 15 picks and, and what I kind of do with my restaurant week picks is that I'm not telling people these are the best 15. Right. But if you go in the restaurant week, like every, it's twice a year, it's in the, it's in the winter or it's in the winter and it's in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, what I tell people about restaurant week though is you, you want to, I always find restaurants that are brand new mm-hmm. or, or people don't go to, or I think you get the best bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, South, Black-owned restaurant, we know South. Mm-hmm. South is on there. And I know for a while, South wasn't really doing restaurant week back in the day. Mm-hmm. But now it is doing it. And it's the best bang for your buck. Wow. So look at how much you get for that. What I think it's like $45 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow. Because, you know, at South, it's good food. But, you know, you're going to pay something. That's right. But their buffets, I, we've been in there. Those, those buffets are pretty tight, though. The buffets are, but we're not paying for the buffets. Mm. Well, listen, brother. So you know, you think got, about it. I will. I will. Look, I, I, hopefully you'll come back next week and, and re- give us a, a kind of report after Restaurant Week, if you, if you don't mind, brother. I would really appreciate it, as would our listeners. I can, I can on Wednesday. I'm out for the I'm out for the Grammys next week, so oh, 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 I'll be leaving oh, oh. out to LA on Thursday. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Okay, young Jordan is gonna try to get recap about the Grammys. Young, yes. Well, you know what? Maybe we could. Yo, so we we'll, we'll be we'll be in your inbox, bro. We'll we'll be in your inbox. We we definitely want to get the uh, the takeaways from. So we're gonna recap what went down because there's a lot of stuff. I went last year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that happens behind the scenes that y'all don't know with that televised show. So yeah, I will definitely. Yeah, I'll, yeah. We we we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna book that, brother. I, listen, listen. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, to talk about this piece, talk about restaurants in Philadelphia. Hopefully, we can get you back on. So tune in to City Council Live tomorrow with Mr. Ernest Owens. Brother Ernest, thank you so much for joining us today. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 